Welcome to HR Trends. I'm your host, Claire Morin, and today we are discussing the fundamentals of a leave and absence strategy for the future. We have with us three thought leaders from the leave and absence management space. Um, We have with us Matt Howells, who is Vice President, Time Away and Life Solutions Practice at Aon. So welcome, Matt. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. Great to have you. Um, We also have Susan Stoll, who's the Vice President of the Absence Management Offering at Unum. Good morning, Susan. Good morning, Claire, and thanks for having me. Uh, Great to have you. And also Marcy Sia, who is Assistant Vice President of Leave Transformation at Unum. Welcome, Marcy. Thank you, Claire. I'm happy to be here. It's great to have you all. And, you know, it's interesting. Today is November the 16th and and the coming weeks, we're actually going on a real exploration of of leave and absence management. Um, We have some wonderful webinars coming up. We've got some live events. (laughs) And interestingly enough, while preparing for this topic, I managed to fall over in a parking lot and break my wrist (laughs) and have surgery. So for the past couple of weeks, I've been having this visceral (laughs) appreciation of how important it is for an organization to have a robust leave strategy. Because of course, beyond the parental leave, maternal leave and so on, um, things happen in life and people right, break their wrists and, and so on. <laughs> so certainly for me, this has taken on a potent relevance, but also uh, across the country this year with a pandemic. And, and Matt, I wonder if we can begin with you. Um, you know, you're someone a couple of you know, decades in this industry, watching how things are evolving. What are your thoughts on on the importance for companies to have a a strategy for their absence management moving into 2021 and 2022? Oh, it's incredibly important, you know, time away. And I think COVID has presented that, that to us. Time away is become one of the greater issues and time away over the last you know, number of years has become a greater issue. It's, it's not a trend anymore. You know, parachute pants in the eighties were a trend. This is really, as you mentioned, the evolution. And it's an important component for what employees are looking for in their their employer. They're looking for comprehensive time away programs, paid time away programs that are going to allow them to meet their family responsibilities, their own personal responsibilities, and achieve the goals they want to achieve in their workspace. Right. And, and you know, you shared some really interesting statistics. Um, we have, like I mentioned, a few upcoming webinars where uh, Matt, Susan and Marcy will be appearing and really going in depth um, on a SHRM webinar coming up. Um, you include these statistics, Matt, the cost of time away versus the cost of health insurance for U.S. employers. You quote the Bureau of Labor Statistics from March 2020. Could you just talk through some of those statistics um, of, of just how much uh, this is costing the employer and, and, and how aware they are of that? Sure. So right now, based on that study or based on that information from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, 7.9% of compensation is, is going for paid leave and disability, as opposed to 7.2% of compensation for health insurance. And that's a real shift. And I think 
that's something that gets lost in understanding how much employers uh, are paying towards um, paid time away and how comprehensive those programs are and, and how employees are looking for that as part of a whole system. And I think that's part of one of the things you're, you're seeing more and more, that evolution, that trend is not buckets of paid time away, but really it's a whole system on how do all these things work together from PTO and, and vacation and paid sick leaves and paid family leaves and, and all the different mandates that are coming out. How do those all work together? And it's, it, it's surprising also to know that 90% of employers don't know the cost of their time away programs. They're not familiar with that. And so the struggle is real for employers to manage all aspects of paid time away. You know, and even despite all these costs of absenteeism, many companies are struggling to put together a comprehensive approach or a strategy to really manage the various types of paid leave. Um, and those things are that really affect the balance sheet as well. So you're looking at disability-related costs, replacement productivity-related costs when somebody goes out, and then the costs associated with company-sponsored paid leave. Right. And and Susan, I'd love to bring you in here as somebody who is, you know, interacting with customers across the US. You know, you're you're really helping them solve leave management pain points and, and helping them drive, you know, that strategic vision um, and, and sort of digital intelligence. Uh, what are you seeing around this and any thoughts on, on what Matt just discussed? Yes, thanks, Claire, and a great, uh, great comments from Matt, and um, I completely agree with the increased um, interest in corporate leaves and understanding how those can be uh, embedded in a in a time away program. I'd say the place that we often get questions from clients are around um, regulatory compliance and making sure that um, the employers are staying in compliance and doing what they need to do to support their employees. The other piece, uh, and of course, that it's difficult to keep up with all of the changing um, regulations and, and laws that we're seeing uh, in the market today. The other place that we often get questions is really in, um, ensuring that clients are maximizing the productivity of their workforce. Um, and the, I'd say that the places that we get the most questions um, around that, and it really depends depends on the industry, but um, the handling of intermittent leave, um, clients of ours really do struggle with trying to manage through that. It's difficult to have an employee call the day of and uh, and say that they're not going to be able to make it into work. Uh, and so really supporting clients through that and helping them um, design a leave program that will maximize uh, productivity, but also help um, employees uh, get access to the to the services that they need to have. So um, those are the two, I'd say the two places that we get the most uh, questions. Um, and, and then of course, and, and I know um, with Marcy's experience, she can speak to this, but uh, certainly designing a, a program that is going to be competitive in the marketplace and allow employers to recruit and retain um, top talent. Right. And and to that point, Marcy, you're, you know, for the past two years, you've been really um, transforming Unum's approach to leave and absence management. So you are, you know, in that HR organization at Unum, probably resonating with our listeners, <laughs> the person on the ground really changing this. What are your thoughts? Um, at, at, how do you build those fundamentals of a leave strategy? 
Yeah, thanks, Claire. We are we are very much in line with what Susan is seeing across um, the country with other employers. You know, as she outlined, you know, as we've been looking to transform our own experience here at Unum as an employer, you know, we really have looking at this in three different uh, major categories. And compliance is, you know, foundationally something that needs to be done. It's not where employers want to spend a lot of time worrying about it. It's really not the shiny object in a transformation, but it needs to be done efficiently um, and effectively. And, and finding the solution for that is, is critical in order to do any type of transformation. Another key component that we're really looking to get our arms around is, um, you know, the employee productivity and absenteeism. You know, that's a major concern with a lot of the emerging trends that we're seeing right now in healthcare and having our employees out. You know, Matt's statistics says it all, and it's becoming, um, you know, an, an increasing challenge. And as you're putting your programs together, making sure that they align and work well together. That's where we've spent a lot of time in the last um, 18 months, um, really redesigning a lot of our programs so that they work well together versus um, are fragmented or independent of each other. And really where from a transformation where we wanna spend our time is that last point that Susan mentioned about really designing a complete program to be competitive in the marketplace. Employers really need to define what they want their brand and culture to be, how they want to reflect that internally with their employees and externally in the marketplace. They need to be competitive. It's a talent market right now. And leave programs really play a big part in that. Now with the work-life balance continuing to be a major priority for employees as they choose a place of work, those family-friendly leave um, benefits maternity, paid parental, and the emerging caregiver leaves, you know, especially during the pandemic, have really taken a front seat for employees. And they're really weighing these when they're deciding where they want to work. So having that competitive leave benefit uh, program is extremely important. And I, I'd um, applaud, Marcy, the, the efforts that are being made, uh, because one of the things that we see from clients is that sometimes we get requests to add a, a corporate leave here or there, and perhaps they're not taking a step back and looking at their program from a holistic standpoint. Um, and that is so important to do to make sure that the entire program is working efficiently and effectively. Uh, and and I um, just ask Matt if he's seeing uh, clients, you know, be proactive in their approach, or if it is uh, a lot of reactive responses to um, needs here and there? That's a great question, Susan. I think we're starting to see clients realize that they need to be proactive. They really need to set a strategy and looking at their human capital strategies, not just for the now, but they need to be looking out three years from now. What does it mean three years from now? And how do these align to their existing business objectives? So I think we're starting to see, you know, more of a proactive approach, but I think there, there's still a lot of opportunity there and still a lot of growth at looking at paid time away or just time away in general uh, from a more um, planning standpoint and a more projected standpoint. And, and it's understandable. It's complex. It's confusing. You know, how do paid sick leave laws come in? How do all these different types of components of a time away program work together? And I think Wrapping your arms around that—that's um, the difference maker. That'll show those those employers that are really starting to get a better understanding of time away, 
and put together the most progressive programs or the most competitive programs in their market segment. Well, thank you all so much for stopping by the virtual studio. Um, as I mentioned, there's uh, there's actually two webinars coming up uh, on SHRM November 19th and also HR Executive December 10th. Um, Matt, Susan and Marcy will really go in depth into what are the questions you should be asking so that you can really build that future proofed uh, leave and absence strategy. So, uh, Matt, thanks so much with us and Susan and Marcy. Thank you very much. Thank you for having Appreciate me. the time. Yeah, thanks, Claire. Unum is a registered trademark and marketing brand of Unum Group and its insuring subsidiaries.